You are listening to the Coach's Corner on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're along. Valentine's Day edition. And we've got plenty to get to over the course of next hour. Coaches to talk to. A lot of games on the slate for this evening. We'll start, as always, by giving you a look at the upcoming schedule. On the girls' side of things, it's not as heavy as the boys, but the quality of play is going to be really fun. Marquette is home with Kingsford tonight. Bessemer will welcome Waters Meet. And Big Bay Danak is at Mackinac Island. couple of games on the schedule tomorrow. Ishpeming, the Lady Hematites are at Lake Linden Hubble and then Mackinac Island is home with Big Bay Danak. They'll play twice here over the weekend. By the way, we have Westwood Girls Basketball as well as the boys here in ESPN-UP tonight. A doubleheader at Manistique. The girls game will get going about 6 o'clock with pregame set for 545. On the boys side of things, a lot more games to look forward to this evening. Rapid River is at Escanaba. Ishpeming will welcome Nagani. Gwyn is at home tonight taking on Iron Mountain. Hancock is at Houghton. Calumet is home with West Iron. They renew that rivalry and write another chapter. Ontonagon's at Dollar Bay. Lake Linden Hubble home with Lots. Jeffers will be at Chassel. Berg is home with Republic Michigami. Ironwood is home tonight with Bayfield. Wakefield Marinesco's at Three Lakes, Wisconsin. Carney Nato at home taking on Stevenson. Midpen is home with Munising. Superior Central at home tonight with Forest Park. Detour will visit Engadine. Newberry's at home with Sheboygan. Pickford will go on the road and take on Brimley. Meanwhile, the Sioux will visit Rudyard. St. Ignace is at Cedarville. Mackinac Island's home with Big Bay Danak. And then Ojibwa Charter will visit Hannaville. Three games on the schedule tomorrow. Marquette with a non-conference game at home against Green Bay East. Mackinac Island will take on Big Bay Danak. And Ojibwa Charter is at Hannaville. That's a look around the boys' schedule for this evening. Let's hit the phone line and talk with some coaches. All that and more next year in ESPN-UP. During winter, travel conditions can change mile to mile and minute to minute. Prepare for cold, wind, drifting snow, freezing rain, and other surprises. Always remember speed limits are for when pavement is clear and dry. Focus on getting to your destination safely and watch for cyclists and pedestrians, even if it means extra travel time. If there is ice and snow, take it slow. A winter safety message brought to you by Eagle Mine. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorkins Alki Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there's a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorkins Alki Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Westwood girls basketball with head coach Kurt Corcoran. His team getting set to take on Manistique on Friday. Coach, going back earlier this week, you took on Iron Mountain. You put up a season-high 73 points there. Tell me about that game from your perspective. Uh, yeah, I thought we had a bit of a slow start, but I'm always hesitant to uh, just blame it on on us and rather credit Iron Mountain for what they did well. They uh, they shot the heck out of the ball in the first quarter. Um, everything seemed to go in for them, um, and I think they were they were prepared. And you know, when you Iron Mountain's obviously struggling, I think they were like a one in thirteen, one in fourteen uh, team. So beating us would have been a or even really competing with us would be a feather in their cap and be able to take that momentum on into their 
into the rest of the games this year. So, um, I, yeah, slow starts. Uh, we just couldn't quite, you know, they came on the zone and, um, you know, we, we love seeing zones, um, just cause we're good shooters, but, um, we just couldn't find the bottom of the net at all in the first quarter there. So, um, slow start, but, you know, there was no, no panic didn't set in. Um, the girls just settled down and started playing their game. And, uh, one thing led to another. And before you knew it, we were up by 28 points. You ended the first half on a 16 to one run. What'd you do that helped you get that spark going? Um, we just pressured the ball a little bit more. Uh, that was a game where we, we, we put on some full court pressure, but it was like fake pressure. We weren't actually making them, um, uncomfortable and, but yet we were still jumping. And so when we weren't, we weren't in their face, we were allowing them to pick us. It was, their guards were able to like stand back in the pocket and just pick us apart for touchdowns. And so we were just giving up it's because we didn't have enough pressure on, on the guards. So, um, it was just a little bit of an adjustment, nothing. It was really more of a rather, rather than adjustment, just, Hey guys, this is not how this is supposed to work. So let's amp up the pressure a little bit like we do in practice. And like you've been taught and uh, things just started rolling our way. Coach, I know you still got the Manistique game to focus on for now, but this weekend is the cutoff for the MPR. Do you pay much attention to that at this point in the season? Um, we paid attention to it earlier in the year until we saw the 16 bracket on the girls' side and thought it was uh, just completely unfair. Um, I don't like how it's set up uh, whatsoever, and I've talked to a lot of other coaches who are unhappy with it as well. I mean, we, uh, you, you obviously you, you try to win every game period um but you think you're fighting for a one spot and you think you're going to get some sort of advantage being the one and we actually uh if we do pull off the one seat it's you're at the biggest disadvantage out of anybody in the entire bracket um and the mhsa just says that you know the the, the only point of seeding one and two was so that they wouldn't meet in the first round of the district. Well, I mean, that's fine. They they accomplished that. But um, the one seed is on the bottom of the bracket. We have we basically have to go on the road every game if we were going to uh, make it to the district finals and play the district finals on the road too. So I'd actually much rather be like a, one of the random A, B, C, or D draws, I think. Um, but it is what it is. And, um, you know, so we were a little just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And then they, uh, the six-team bracket on the boys' side is the exact opposite, and you have an advantage to be the one seed. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but at the end of the day, it wasn't really any better before, so at least um, the one and two aren't meeting in the in the first round. So, I mean, they, they did accomplish that goal. Um, it's just unfortunate that there's zero advantage to being a one seed um, in our bracket on the girls' side. Uh, so so we are not paying any attention to it at all. We are just It's just business as usual. Um, and, uh, and and off we go. We got Manistique Friday and then we'll turn around, quick turnaround and have Gwyn on Monday. Coach, tell me about getting ready for Manistique. I know the flu bug's been going around Westwood High School. Is your team active, healthy, ready to go for Friday? Uh, it's just taking us out one girl at a time, really. Um, so we're not we're not decimated by it. Um, we just get one girl. Like right now, uh, Natalie has bronchitis. So Natalie um, might, uh, she wasn't at practice um, Wednesday, probably won't practice Thursday. Um, we'll probably have some limited minutes Friday, but um, she'll be 
she'll be back ready to rock um, next week, I'm sure. But then, you know, who's going to be next? I'm not not really sure. Um, so it, it definitely is affecting us. Uh, but at least we didn't it, like let's get it out of our system, right? I mean, if we can um, if we can survive this wave of of the flu bug, um, hopefully everybody will be healthy for tournament time. Well, Coach, you beat Manistique handily when they came to your place in December. Do you take anything away from that meeting as you gear up for them? Um, try not to, really, because uh, it was like a 50-point win, and, which just isn't pro- – most likely is not going to happen again. Uh, Manistique has been playing well. They've, uh, they've probably um, added up more wins, more, more Ws in the win column this year than they have in quite a while. So um, – I'd rather the girls kind of forget about that 50-point win uh, completely and come back, uh, you know, expecting a really good game on Friday. So, um, no, we're. I'm, I'm, it's funny. Like we're actually going to try to uh, totally forget that first game. I'm not going to show them film. Not going to do anything, um, and just try to tell them how much Manistique has improved over the last two months. Tell me about Manistique for those of our listeners who may not remember. Back to December, what do we expect from them on Friday? Well, Manistique's got some, they've got some good athletes. They've got, um, oh, crap, I can, her name is, is mistaking me right now, or escaping me right now, but um, they've got, uh, oh, what did I forget her name, but she's she's been up on the varsity since she was a freshman. Um, Moose, I believe it was Moose. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> um, they've, they've just got some good basketball players, girls that have been in the program for a long time, um, fundament, more fundamentally sound than they have been in a while. Um don't like to they don't like to press um it's going to just be your basic they'll get back play try to play a solid uh, a solid half court defense as they can um don't really push the ball a whole lot try to uh, try to just play a half court game um if they're going to beat us if they're going to compete with us it's going to be you know in the 30s low 40s type of game um whereas we're we're obviously going to try to try to speed them up take them out of their comfort zone a little bit Coach, how about defensively? What will we see from Manistique? Uh, I'm expecting man a man look. Uh, we might we've seen some zone before, but they usually have to come out of it um, and just try to stick us uh, with a half court man to man defense. What's the biggest thing for your team, Coach, as you go to Manistique? Uh, I think we got to get out to a good start. You know, people have been asking me in the streets. You know, oh, you guys struggling in the first quarter, and it's it's kind of annoying because we're not really struggling in the first quarter. We're just <laughs> You know, we just got to build a lead. It takes a little bit of time. Um, so, but it, it is nice to get out. It's nice to, um, you know, there's been many games this year where we, we have a beautiful look to start the game you know, off of the tip or off of our first offensive position and we miss the layup, you know, or get a wide-open look and we just miss it. And it kind of is like, oh, gosh, we could have just, I could have just felt us start rolling if we just would have made that shot. So uh, really getting off to a good start, um, making that, especially if we get a good look at the basket, making that first, um, the first bucket, and so then we can set up the press and kind of just start rolling from there. Well, coach, it's a weird atmosphere with the long bus ride. It's a girl boy doubleheader. Does any of that factor into how you prep for Friday? Yeah, yeah, we'll stop. Um, we'll stop at a gas station or a McDonald's or something halfway through and just get out and stretch because it is a long bus ride. It will be a little bit different um atmosphere but really like we'll be able to watch um actually we won't be able to watch any of the jv's 
the JV plays because they play at the uh, at, at Emerald Elementary. So, um, yeah, it, it will be different, but there, it's not going to affect. It's not going to affect much. We'll get a we'll probably get a longer than normal warm up in, and um, I, I don't I don't think you'll see much 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 of a difference. Well, coach, speaking of your JVs, give us an update on where they are as a program, how their season's been going. It's funny. Uh, we always tease um, our coaches and our JV team because uh, they're having difficulty scoring in the first half, um, and they turn around and they're a completely different team in the second half. But usually um, at the end of the third quarter, us as a team and coaching staff will go into the locker room and just uh, brush up on our on our um, our game plan. And probably, I think they've got five or six wins now, and at least four of those victories, we've gone into the locker room at the end of the third quarter, and they've been down as much as 12 points. And it's like, oh, they're not going to get this one. And when we come out with three minutes to go in the game, they're winning. And it's always, it's it's almost uncanny how often this is happening with them. So, and even if they're not, if they don't end up winning the game, they're actually, they make a game out of it, but they just don't, they haven't, uh, they don't wake up till the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, and we just, it's kind of an ongoing joke as to how this is, it's, it's been just uncanny how many times this has happened this year. Um, that being said, they, uh, will be pulling up three girls to the varsity, uh, for, for tournaments. There's three sophomores on the team. Um, I think they're coming along. They're very young. There's only three sophomores. The rest have been freshmen playing JT ball, so it's a big learning curve. And, um, I think they're, really right where we expected them to be um, and, and looking forward to those girls being ready for the varsity. Kurt Corcoran, Westwood Girls Basketball Head Coach, his team getting set to take on Manistique. Appreciate the time as always, Coach. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani boys basketball with head coach Dan Waterman. His team coming off a win over Westwood Wednesday. Coach, 42-36. Your defense sparkled in the second half. Tell me about that one from your eyes. Yeah, it was a, it was a good win over a good team. Uh, you know, Westwood kind of started the year slow, breaking in some new guys, but we've got a bunch of film on them from, from scouting other teams that we play, and you could see the improvement. So, uh you know, I thought we started out well, and then uh, I didn't think we were particularly good in the second quarter. Uh, we let Carlson get loose on us and make some shots, and um, dug ourselves a hole, like you mentioned, in the third quarter. But to give up two points in the last quarter and a half, we did a lot of things right on the defensive end, scrapped and got loose balls, and, and did just enough offensively to uh, to squeak out a win. So uh, happy. To, to get a win against, like I said, a quality opponent. and Every win's a good win at this point in the year. You held Westwood at just one field goal in the final quarter and a half. What was your defense doing so well in that game? Well, I thought we did a better job of identifying the primary scorers for Westwood. And, and they, they had some looks that they, they missed, but 
we did a better job of finding Zach Carlson, who's a, a really good player for a sophomore and, and uh, just a really good player, period, but especially for a sophomore. And uh, I thought the zone limited Alderton's effectiveness. You know, he was a big concern going into the game. So, um, you know, we, we flew around and, and made some of the other guys have to shoot the ball. So um, that, that gave us a better chance down the stretch. How about your team shooting effort, Dan? What would you like about it? What do you want to see improved on? Well, um, I thought we missed a bunch of layups, and, and that's something that uh, we we need to be better at. Um, I thought Westwood had a, had a good defensive game plan. You know, Jason only got four shots up. Uh, the pace of the game was really slow, which I think probably favors them a little bit. Um, so the, the next time we play them, I think we need to get up and down the floor a little bit and get some looks in transition. Uh, the one part that I was really happy with is, is uh, we kind of went ball screen heavy to uh, pull Alderton out of the lane because he was sitting under the rim and uh, kind of playing a little one-man zone. And, and we used Drew Duchesne to set some ball screens because that's who Alderton was guarding and, and, and pulled him out, and, and we made some good decisions. We, we shot when we were open. We dumped it off to the roller reverse the ball so that part was really good we need to shoot free throws better down the stretch we missed a couple of front end one and ones that would have given us a little bit more breathing room and made it a little bit more comfortable at the end coach how about a few other aspects of that game rebounding ball security what'd you like and what you didn't like well we we took care of the ball did a nice job there i thought early in the game i didn't think we did a very good job rebounding um when, when we were in man-to-man in the first quarter uh, seems like they they got a couple of easy stickbacks, but it usually it's harder to rebound out of a zone. But I thought our kids did a better job. The concentration was better. You know, we we were looking and identifying guys and going and putting bodies on them, and that's what we have to do because of our lack of size. We have to be fundamental and we have to box out on every shot. So um, it got better as the game went along, but you know the that needs to be consistent that's got to be a theme and it's been something that we've done really well throughout the year so um it was disappointing to not do that well early in the game but um you know overall like i said really really pleased another thing that we got to get better our communication we had some communication breakdowns in the first quarter that were kind of mind-blowing to me we'd have two guys running with one guy nobody running with the other i mean it's just a simple cross pick i mean it's pretty pretty automatic stuff by this time of the year so uh you know we talked about that yesterday uh with the game tonight we didn't have much that we were doing on the court yesterday we did a little bit of shooting and stuff but we talked about the need to communicate better so coach i know the flu bug's been going around it's hit your team pretty hard will you have everybody available for tonight i'm hoping uh we, we were missing alex munson who is our first guy off the bench and then i consider him like a fifth starter uh, you know, he scores points for us, six, eight points a game, and, and just provides a spark, and he's an excellent defensive player, too. So uh, not having him kind of kind of limited the bench. You know, Will Luke played a little bit off the bench in the first quarter, and and we trust Will, but the way that game was going, and uh, I don't know, I just kind of played it close to the vest and stuck with the guys that were on the court and and sometimes that happens you know sometimes you get an opportunity where you can play a lot of guys and then then sometimes uh the the roles off the bench are a little bit limited and and uh wednesday night was one of those nights well coach how about tonight's matchup as you continue with your neighborhood tour you've got ishpeming tell me about them well they're playing better uh you know early in the year they 
they struggled to put points on the board. And you look at their last couple of game scores, they scored 88 against Houghton, you know, up in the 60s against Park River. Uh, so they're, they're obviously shooting the ball a lot better. And, um, you know, that usually happens. You're three months, four months into the season, and so you're in the gym every day shooting. You're going to get better, and, and they've done that. And it uh, seems like their roles are a little more defined now. They, they know where their scoring is going to come from. So um, they're improving, and uh, we're going to have to come ready. You know, the emotions will be high in other rivalry games. So uh, we've got to be ready to answer the bell. What's the biggest key to a win for you tonight? I think we've got to play hard. Uh, I think we've got to apply pressure. That, that's something that they've pretty consistently struggled with throughout the year so you know hopefully we can uh, use our, our full court pressure to turn some defense into some easy offense and get rolling that way do you take anything away from the first meeting with them oh absolutely um we we were able to apply pressure and and uh get them sped up and and uh that was definitely to our advantage uh there are a couple of things defensively that we talked about last night with with certain people that we're going to try and limit but, um, you know, game plan is pretty similar, uh, pretty basic. Our kids understand what they need to do. Coach, give us an update on your junior varsity, how their season is going. Yeah, the, the JV's kind of up and down. They've been in a bunch of tight games here recently. Uh, Mason Sager hit a three at the buzzer, basically to beat Gwynn on uh, a week ago last Friday. And, and uh I didn't think they played particularly well, but it was nice that they were able to pull out a tight one. And then Wednesday against Westwood, I thought they played really good for three quarters and then were held scoreless in the fourth quarter, which was really frustrating, and and, uh, ended up losing by one. So a little bit up and down. And, uh, you know, it's that time of year. It's February and illness and (laughs) cold temperatures and school's kind of dragging for them a little bit. So... And and they don't have a postseason tournament to look forward to, so you got to be really mentally tough at that age, and and it's not always easy for, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year old kids to do. So, uh, you know, we're looking for a little more consistency out of that group, and and for a good effort tonight over in Ishpeming. How about the freshman squad? Any change with them? Yeah, um, I saw. I got to see them play against Kingsford a little while ago, and and I was really happy with the energy that they played with, and uh, they're getting better. You can see that. Uh, I haven't talked to Coach Nimi today. I know they were down in Kearney last night playing a game. So they've had a lot of games here in a short amount of time. Um, just just in eating lunch with Coach Nimi every day, you know, he, he talks about some of the improvements that they're making. He's, he's pleased with the progress, um, and, and he's detailed a couple of areas where they've got to get better. Um, we've got some good shooters in that freshman class. Which, which is a great thing. You love to have skilled players, but sometimes they fall a little bit in love with that three-point shot. We've got to be a little more willing to go in and mix it up and, and take the ball to the basket. So, you know, that's, that's one area that I know he's looking at and targeted for the last month of the season for them to try and improve on. Well, Dan, the NPR cutoff is coming up. Do you pay much attention to that here over the last few weeks? <laughs> a great deal. Um, you know, we're in a seven-team district, and, the difference between being the one seed and the two seed is is hosting that district final. So uh, right now we're we're in the driver's seat and we got to take care of business, and that's why the the Westwood game was was especially big. Westwood coming in with a pretty good record, and and half of that 
formula is made up of your opponent's winning percentage. So getting Westwood's record on our on our MPR was, was big for us. It was big for them getting us on theirs because now they vaulted into a tie for second with with Munising. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out here in, in the last couple of weeks. Dan Waterman, head boys basketball coach in Nagani. His team getting set to take on Ishpeming tonight. Appreciate the time as always, Dan. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. MBank offers sophisticated banking solutions to support your business. When you bank with MBank, we support you every step of the way, combining big bank resources with personal service and quick local decision-making that moves at the speed your business moves. MBank has helped a wide range of small to mid-sized businesses achieve success. Our experienced team makes it easy and convenient to help you grow. Let MBank design a personalized plan for your business's unique needs. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwen Boys Basketball with head coach Jim Finkbeiner. His team getting sent to welcome Iron Mountain this evening. Coach, let's go back to Tuesday night, a victory over Hancock, 66-52. to Tell me about that game from your perspective. Well, I thought it was another one of the games for us that that we needed to get, especially at home. Um, but, um, you know, playing uh, closer to four quarters, I don't think we played four quarters against them, but... Um, I think it was, uh, is a, a good win that, that team, you know, Hancock doesn't have a lot of wins either and, and, uh, they're still growing. They're, they're pretty young. Um, but they come at you hard. And, uh, if they're, if you leave a shooter open on, on their team, they knock some shots down, uh, in that second half. So, um, I just was happy with the, our, our intensity and our effort. Uh, we came right out of the gate. We're real aggressive and, and hit the boards real hard, uh, probably harder than we have, especially the last couple of games we have. But, uh, so we got off to a good start, and that's you know a big key, especially for younger squads. And that you got to get off to a good start, uh, even though we uh, against Nagani the week before, you know we had a tough time against the press. We still got off to a good start um, and gave good effort. So uh, I, I like that trend. Coach, how about your defensive effort on Tuesday night, especially in the first half? Well, you know we we decided that uh, we're going to put some pressure on Hancock, make their young guards handle the ball, and I thought we did a really good job. Uh, went full court um really tried to like i said pressure their guards make it tough for them for them to handle the ball and and also their decision making you know when you're when you're getting pressed like we know for for really well but just playing nagani that you know you you have to make decisions and you have to make them real quick and sometimes that doesn't always work out for you so we decided that uh you know we wanted to do that and uh, i thought the kids really responded well to it and uh made them take some tough shots especially early we rebounded well, and then we were able to get out in transition, and that's all good stuff for us. So um, the pressure that we were able to put on, um, I think we uh, we learned a little something about ourselves um, that we can play, you know, at, at that pace. Um, so I, I really liked uh, where, it, where it came from. Coach, how about the way your team shot the ball? Did you like what you saw from the floor behind the arc at the foul line? Well, free throws still become are still a struggle for us. We're just rolling consistent. We'll have a good game, and then we'll have uh, – you know, a couple of games where we didn't, we don't shoot particularly well. Um, but uh, as far as field goal percentage, our field goal percentage has been pretty steady all year long. Um, we're, we're shooting above forty percent, and that's total between twos and threes. And you know, we didn't shoot a lot of threes on Tuesday night against Hancock, but we were a lot more aggressive and we hit the boards real hard. Uh, we had forty-two rebounds on and against Hancock, and that's that's a lot of rebounds for anybody. So. Um, I thought we hit the boards real hard, uh, but once.
once again, our, our shooting isn't bad. Our, our biggest problem is getting enough possessions. Um, we're just not generating enough possessions in a game, you know, uh, to get to make that field goal percentage maximize over the over four quarters. Um, and part of that is turnovers. And, and you know, we we turn the ball over uh, a little bit, not as much as we have been against Hancock. Uh, so hopefully that trend also continues. Coach, how about this week of practice? What's it look like as you gear up for Iron Mountain? Well, of course, everybody knows Iron Mountain and how good they are, and, and we've already played them once, and, and uh, they really handled us down there. Um, they uh, they were ready, you know, and uh, obviously uh, wanted to make a statement down there after after a bunch of games uh, on the road for them, uh, a home game after quite a while, and, and they really did. So, you know, this week, uh, kids have been good. They've been loose, not real tight. Um, you know, we, we've got nothing to lose to go play that number one team. Um, they're really, really good. We know we know that, and, uh, and and we got nothing to lose. So we're going to come out and, and, and try to give a better effort uh, than we did down there, um, get off to a better start than we did uh, down in Iron Mountain. I think those are two good keys, um, and, and try to see where we've progressed since that game. Coach, where's the locker room right now as you get set for the back half of the year and hopefully a deep tournament run? Well, I think you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, our, our season, you know, record-wise, hasn't gone the way anybody wants it ever to go, but... Um, you know, the thing is that we've been in a lot of games, you know, other than Nagani and Iron Mountain, we've played, uh, we've played teams really tough and, you know, we've talked, you know, a lot, um, during this season so far with you and it, and the reoccurring team is, you know, being able to play those four quarters and being able to close out a close game versus having to, you know, foul at the end to try to, you know, close it out. So, um, that's our biggest thing, um, is just to, you know, continue with the effort. Like I said, I really like our effort. Uh, lately, you know, in games, and and we just need to continue to grow here um, to get to district time. Um, that's that's what it's all about. Everybody plays for for playoffs, of course. I mean, the, the regular season is important, um, but the playoffs is where it's all all about. So, you know, last year we did a nice job uh, <clears throat> in the second half of the year, making a a nice run, playing real well, winning some games, uh, and then really made a nice run in our district get to get to the final and and play a really good Nagani team last year. So. You know, that's the whole goal is, is to continue to build with effort. You know, a game like tonight is, is a great challenge, you know, and, and it should be one that everybody, you know, that's the kind of game you want to play. And you want to play the best every night. And uh, so hopefully tonight we can give that effort and continue to grow, just continue to move forward so that we can get uh, be ready for district time. Coach, with tomorrow being the cutoff for the MPR rankings, do you pay much attention to that? You know, at this point, it's for us it's pretty much decided. Um, you know, our record, you know, our wins and losses obviously is not helping us in that, uh, NPR, but the one thing that does is the, the schedule we play. You know, we play a really tough, very competitive schedule, uh, both conference and non-conference. We don't have, you know, uh, a bunch of teams, um, that, that struggle. I mean, and that's a good thing. You know, that's only going to make us better, uh, over time is, is playing better teams. So, you know, at this point, uh, playing, you know, Iron Mountain tonight, that's going to be a real challenge. Um, but it's pretty much decided. And, you know, as far as the, uh, you know, rankings and stuff, I heard, uh, I heard Coach Nelson from Marquette talking about it and some other coaches talking about it. And, you know, it, we don't have a whole lot of control over it. I don't necessarily like how they did it. You know, I don't mind the seating at all. In fact, it, I think it's a really good idea, but, um, I wish they would have done it a little different. Um, but, you know, we don't have control over that. And, like I tell my kids, you know, control what you can and then work with the rest. So we'll work with where it is, um, and, and uh, we, no matter who we get in the district, 
uh, we know it's going to be a competitive game. There's no, like I said, in our district, uh, seven-team non-traditional. Everybody's capable of beating somebody. So uh, we just have to take the team we have, get prepared, and, and go out and play the game. Coach, lastly, give us an update on your junior varsity, the lower levels of your program, how their years are going. Uh, very well. They're uh, one game over 500. Um, they're at seven and six right now, um, but they've been, once again, extremely competitive um, throughout this season here. They've lost uh, a couple of games in overtime. Um, they just lost a real heartbreaker in Nagani. Uh, Nagani hit a shot with about a second and a half left uh, in a tie game uh, to win the game against them. Um, so they've been very competitive, been very happy with them. Uh, their progress, like I said, um, been in just about every single game. And uh, and at 7-6, and six, they're, they're at a good spot right now, especially for the JV team. So real happy with their, their progress. Jim Finkbeiner, head boys basketball coach at Gwynn. His team getting set to welcome Iron Mountain this evening. Appreciate it as always, Jim. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, Tanner. Have a great one. Let's take a timeout. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Dave's Collision and Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. We don't wallpaper. We won't choose your paint colors. But we're here to get your home loan ready so that you can. The mortgage team at First Bank is excited to work with you. Stop in or apply online at first-bank.com. Whether you're ready to buy or planning ahead, make it happen with First Bank. First Bank, Marquette Ishpeming. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to approval, fees may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette boys basketball with head coach Brad Nelson. His team firmly planting their flag atop the GNC once again. Coach, first and foremost, congratulations on another conference title. Does this one feel any different from any others that you've accomplished? Uh, good question. Uh, a little bit. Um, you know, going 7-1 and one in the conference, like I said last week, in order to win this, you know, typically you have to go undefeated, which we were able to do the last three years. But, you know, last week when Menominee knocked off Escanaba, that kind of opened the door for us. And uh, we knew that we had a golden opportunity in front of us last night and we were able to go out and play well enough to win. And proud of my guys, um, you know, winning eight of the last nine and the last four consecutive um, means a lot. It means a lot to these guys, especially you know, them coming in, replacing the talent that we had last year and Marius down at Grand Valley and we had all UP players all over the place and we lose all of them and then they come in and just fill in the shoes and it means a lot to them. It means a lot to me to have those guys wearing Marquette across their chest and continuing the success that we've had uh, in the conference. And, you know, Escanaba, they're a great team. I mean, they shot the lights out. They shot 60% from three and we were able to withstand some runs that they had and able to make enough plays in the end to win it and uh, to be GNC champs again. Obviously, it's something that we aim for, and we're proud that we're able to do it again. Well, Coach, tell me about last night's game, a 68-64 win over Esky. Well, we led the whole way. We jumped on them early. Uh, I think we got up to about an 11-point lead, and they come back and had a couple of the kids that they brought up from the JV team knock down some big threes to cut into that lead, and it was kind of nip and tuck. It just seemed like every time that we would push the lead a little bit, they'd come down and knock down a huge three. Um, 
and I think they were 10 to 17 from three. So credit to them. You know, we lost them a few times in transition. We were trying to press a little bit and scrambling to recover, and they knocked down the threes, so we adjusted that a little bit. But, um, you know, in the end, the 32 minutes of pressure that we applied to their point guard, I thought kind of was the the deal breaker, um, you know, just trying to wear them down. They They don't have a very deep bench, and we kind of wanted to see if we could wear them down in the fourth quarter, and we were able to do that. What was different from the first time that you played them? Anything fundamentally that was different that went your way? Um, well, number one, we had Drew Weibel back. Um, you know, he's one of the best defenders that I've ever coached. Probably one of the best defenders in the UP this year. Um, so having him and having his energy and his leadership out on the court, and that carries on to whoever he's out on the court with. And, you know, that's what we needed last night. You know, all of the 50-50 balls we talked about before the game, the offensive rebounds, the second-chance points. You know, all of the, the stuff that doesn't show up in the scoring column, that's what we needed to do tonight, and he was a big reason that we were able to do that. Well, Coach, you step out of conference play tomorrow now, and you have Green Bay East coming to town. What do we expect in that game? Well, I actually just got a few films, you know, within, I don't know, probably an hour and a half ago. Just taking a look at them, you know, the record isn't isn't great, but you got to realize, too, they're playing Green Bay teams, and, you know, if they come up here, they're going to be powerhouses, so... Their record is no indication of how good they are. They're long uh, from the film that I saw. They're, they're really lengthy, athletic. They want to get up and down the court. Um, so we'll look at it. And it's one of those things that, as a coach, you worry about all the energy that we expended last night to win our conference. And a non-conference opponent coming up from Green Bay, a Saturday game, um, doesn't you know, I didn't tell my guys this, but it doesn't count towards the NPR because they're not the MHSAA school. But, you know, you're worried about a letdown, obviously. But, you know, we got 96 minutes of regular season basketball, and I'm going to just try to drive it home to them that don't cheat yourself and come out and play hard and keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, we got a six- or seven-game win streak going and try to keep that alive. And I'm just trying to find the right buttons to press at this point, you know, for that, that game tomorrow. But um, I think we'll be ready. Um, the fact that it's a Green Bay team coming up, might add a little bit of incentive to come out and play hard, and hopefully hopefully we do that. Well, Coach, you mentioned the MPR rankings. Is that something that you've been paying attention to quite a bit here lately? A lot. Um, you know, Tra- last night we ended up being tied with Traverse City Central with our MPR, uh, so I don't know how the tiebreaker works, but I think they have a game tonight. Um, like I said, our game doesn't matter. The the good thing for us looking at it and looking at the formula is they have a game against a one-win opponent and then they have another game against a four-win opponent. So, the, you know, the percentages that they get for that isn't going to be substantial. Um, and, you know, even us playing Nagani next Thursday, uh, I believe that game counts, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so that win or lose that game against Nagani, the fact that they only have one loss is going to help our NPR regardless. So we're optimistic that we can jump up to one, um, which for us means home court versus going on the road. Um, and, you know, it's not going on the road to from Ishpeming to Westwood. This is going on the road from, you know, Market, Michigan, down to Traverse City, which is, you know, a six-hour bus ride. So for us, it's enormous to try to get that number one seed. Even though Traverse City Central is the whole overall host, as long as they're in the tournament, they're going to host the game regardless of where they fall in line. Um, but, you know, 
if if they're number two, they're going to be on the bottom. We won't see them until the final, and you just hope they get knocked off. And obviously, we got to take care of business on our side. Well, Coach, now that you've won the conference, what is the goal right now? What's motivating you guys as you get through the final three games of the regular season? Well, it's it's tough with our schedule. Um, you know, all, every year the last you know three or four games, my message to the guys is start to play the type of basketball that will win the district. Which is you know, like I said, doing all the little things, the fifty-fifty balls, offensive rebounding, you know, all of those things that you preach all year come into fruition in March, and you know we're going to be talking about that tomorrow and and such. But you know, we got the game tomorrow, then we don't play until the following Thursday, and then we don't have another game until a week from that Saturday. So we have three games in almost three weeks. Uh, so we we have to balance health. We have to balance. Staying in shape, we have to balance staying sharp, um, as well as you know, give the guys some rest with the sicknesses going around and things like that. So our practice schedule is kind of a two D to be determined on on what we need to do, and obviously throwing some new wrinkles through these last few games. And not like we're going to change our offense or anything, but just give teams something else that they haven't seen on film and work on those that, that type of stuff. Well, coach, speaking of the flu bug, has that impacted your team at all? Knock on wood, it has. We've had a couple kids, you know, with the sniffles here or there. I think we had one kid miss with sickness. We have one kid that's out with a with a bad ankle. Um, but as far as the outbreak, it, it did hit the JV team pretty hard. Um, they were missing some kids here and there, freshmen here and there. But so far, knock on wood, we've been we've been able to avoid it, um, and hopefully we can, and through rest and, and and things like that over the next few weeks. Hopefully we can be healthy going into the district. Well, I was going to ask you about the JV and the freshmen, giving us an update on those programs. Where are they at this point in the year? Uh, good. They they both won last night against Escanaba. Uh, the first game against Escanaba, our JVs went down there and just got stomped. Um, I think they ended up losing by almost 30, and they ended up winning last night. Um, so that's a, you know, a, a big statement win for those guys um, against a really good Escanaba JV team. And then our freshmen, you know, they're small and, and you know, but they're quick and gritty and, and things like that. But they've made a lot of progress throughout the season, and we're looking forward to them continuing to grow and contribute to our program in a few years. Brad Nelson, head boys basketball coach at Marquette, his team winners of the GNC with last night's victory over Eski. Appreciate the time as always, Brad. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, Anna. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming boys basketball with head coach George Nini. His team getting set to take on Nagani later this evening. But coach, going back to Monday night, you go on the road, you pick up a win over Bark River, 67-56. Tell me about that game from your eyes. Well, you know, it, number one, it was a great win for us. Um, you know, first quarter we came out a little flat. Um, the Bark River came out hot. Um, we ended up uh, being down 18 at the end of the first quarter. 
able to uh, knock that down to six at halftime and then uh, in the third quarter able to overtake them and uh, hold that lead until the end of the game. So it's a great win on the road against a really good Bark River basketball team. What helped you climb back into that Bark River game, George? Did you make any kind of adjustment or did shots just start falling? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we had to make a little bit of adjustment there. You know, it's a smaller court for us down there, and, uh, you know, they were trapping us, and uh, we just had to make one little adjustment on our press and uh, just relax a little bit, and uh, we were able to, you know, one possession at a time, you know, get a, you know, score a basket, get a stop, and climb back in. Coach, I'm looking at some of your scores. You put up 70 against Gladstone, 88 on Houghton, 67 on Bark River. Do you feel like your offense is starting to peak maybe at the right time? Well, it, it, it appears to be. I mean, it, it shows us that we can score some points, you know, and, uh, you know, once again, it's just getting those shots to fall, you know, and, uh, um, you know, we, we know we've got some scorers. Um, you know, we know we've got some athletes to run the floor, but, I, but again, you know, that, that basketball's got to go through that hoop. Coach, tell me about the way your team's shooting the ball right now. What do you like? What do you don't like? Yeah, I do. I mean, uh, you know, Jay Kugler's uh, um, having a having a good year, um, you know, inside and out. And then, uh, you know, John Corkin stepped up and, uh, you know, hit some uh, hit some big three balls for us. And, uh, you know, one of the guys that we've looked for, you know, to, to score some points for us, uh, you know, later in this year is Ben Pruitt. He stepped up and, uh, you know, he's starting to shoot with a little more confidence. So, you know, overall we are shooting with confidence right now. So, um, you know, hopefully we can carry that over against a really, really good Nagani team tonight. Coach, how about your defensive effort? Where do you like and what are some areas that you need to improve on? You know, defense, you know, we still have to get better with help defense. Um, you know, I, you know I, I like the fact that when we have to get a stop, you know, somebody steps up and, and gets that stop for us, whether it's, a, you know, a good defensive effort, a steal, getting on the floor, getting a loose basketball. Um, you know, but our, our help defense, you know, still has to get better. You know, there's, there's uh, you know, a time when you have to guard your guy, and then when that guy, you know, when the basketball's away from you, you know, we've got to be able to sag off and, and, and help off and, and just recognize that sooner. And, uh, you, know, you, know, once, you know, once we get that figured out, our defense should be solid. Well, it's a rivalry game tonight. You're hosting Nagani. Tell me about this matchup. Well, you know, first game we played them, we did not play our best game, whether that was on us or whether that was on Nagani, you know, being coming out and just, you know, you know, basically punching us in the mouth. Um, you know, so we, we, we've got to get a better effort, uh, you know, both on both ends of the court, defensively and offensively. Um, you know, they were able to, you know, pretty much do whatever they want. And, uh, you know, of course, we, we have to go and we got to stop that. We, we got to stop their uh, fast breaks. Um, you know, we got to stop their ability to get into the paint. And, uh, you know, number one, you know, we've got to be able to run a set against them. And, uh, you know, we weren't able to do that last time. Coach, how big of a factor will pace of play be against Nagani tonight? Well, pace of play, you know, absolutely. If they're going to get on and run and run, you know, make us run, you know, we're a bigger basketball team. You know, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, quicker and, and, and smaller, and, and they can run us into the ground. But, uh, you know, pace of play, you know, we just we have to be able to not let them get out and, and run and get fast breaks on us. And, uh, you know, we've got to control our tempo. We've got to, you know, we've got to get a good shot every possession, um, not give them second-chance opportunities if they, uh, you know, if they miss that shot. We've got to get that defensive rebound instead of them getting that offensive rebound. So, yeah, absolutely, pace of play is going to be a big, big part of the game tonight we just have to stop them to, to, from being able to get all those runouts on us 
Coach, with the cutoff for the MPRs coming up, how much attention do you pay to that, or how much has that been on your mind? It, you know, it, you know, we're kind of that middle-of-the-pack team right now, so I, I think we kind of know where we're going to be. I'm, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm looked at it a little bit, not too much, but, uh, you know, it's in the back of the head, you know, who we're going to match up with, uh, you know, come uh, district time. Coach, I want to go back to something that happened last week. Gavin Sunberg, your 18-year-old assistant, got a chance to coach the varsity team. It was his debut. He comes out with a win over a good Houghton team. You coached Gavin. He played with these guys. Tell me about Gavin and what he's like as a coach. You know, Gavin's going to be a good coach in our system. It was a great opportunity, great opportunity for him, and you know, and, and he sees the moment. He got a nice win against a good, good Houghton basketball team. Um, you know, probably one of the best players in UP, and Brad Simonson. Um, you know, but for for Gavin to be calm and uh, you know, and, and lead those kids through a few days of practice and, and get that win, uh, you know, it's great for Gavin. Speaks volumes to you know the respect that our program has for him, the respect that I have for him, you know, the trust that I have for Gavin. Um, you know, he, he's going to be a good coach in our system, and uh, um, he, you know, he proved it. He proves it every day to me at practice, and uh, he proved it to you know the rest of the fans on uh, uh, what was it last Tuesday. Yeah, coach. Last year, Gavin was teammates, classmates with these guys. What have you seen as far as the amount of respect that the guys have for Gavin, transitioning from being one of their peers to someone in authority? Well, you know, the thing of it is, Gavin, you know, he's one year removed from high school, so Gavin can still get in there and play and still make these guys work their butts off. You know, Gavin's a good athlete. Um, you know, even though he's out of high school, he's still a good athlete, and, uh, you know, he can step in at any time and, uh, you know, make some of these guys look silly. So there's that respect there. The kids have that respect that Gavin's played at a high level. He's competed at a high level. And uh, he's got that passion, and I think those kids really respect that passion. And uh, they work hard to try and stop Gavin, and Gavin works hard to try to stop him, stop those kids. So it's it's a it's a win win for our program. Coach, lastly, give us an update on Gavin's usual team, the JV program, where their season is at. Um, right now, our JVs are, are they're coming off a nice win down in uh, in Bark River as, as well. Um, they continue to uh, get better. I know right now we're going through a couple of illnesses. Um, you know, Coach Argel doesn't have, he's not at 100%. Some kids are out sick. And, uh, you know, but, you know, they're, you know, they, they get better every, every game. And, uh, you know, like I said, a good win down there in Bark River Harris. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, you know, they're just plugging along. George Nimi, head boys basketball coach at Ishpeming. His team welcomes Nagani later this evening. Appreciate the time as always, George. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Senator. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Closing costs, equity, escrow. Home buying needs to be in a language that's easy to understand. Whether it's your first or your next home, Embers Credit Union helps you buy that home with straight talk. No BS banking and the very best mortgage for you. So every home loan is approved and serviced locally. Our genuine approach to banking is why Embers is the fastest growing credit union in the UP. See any of our great mortgage loan officers or visit embers.org today. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwyn Girls basketball with Ben Olson. His team 11 and 4 and coach, I tell you what, 2 and 0 this week wins over Hancock and Gladstone. Tell me about this week from your eyes. Uh, doing some really good things. Um, I feel like we're shooting the ball pretty efficiently. Um, maybe our only major issues or gripes is that we're not getting enough shot attempts. You know, we're turning the ball over 
um, kind of a little bit more than what we want to be turning the ball over. Um, so obviously that eliminates some of our chances to score. And then at times our defensive rebounding kind of goes away. But, um, I mean, those are nitpicking kind of things right now. Um, overall, I think we're kind of playing our best basketball of the season. Coach, how about your team's defensive effort last night? A 55-46 win over Gladstone. Megan Crow just provides matchup problems. Tell me about how your team was able to go up against her. Yeah, I mean, she's going to Grand Valley State. You know, I think they're number two or whatever in the country in Division Two. So, you know, obviously they're going to get really good players. And she's a really good player. Um, we're fortunate that I got kind of three post players that we could kind of run at her. And by the end of the night, you know, we had used 11 of our 15 fouls on her. Um, but we battled. Um, we had four different game plans going in. We kind of changed it up throughout the course of the game, so we were giving her different looks at different times. And um, she was still able to get 15 points, but um, I think we did a very good job of, of, I don't know if confusing her is the right thing, but just bringing doubles and bringing players from different areas. Um, and i got to give a lot of credit to, to my post players. They were all kind of undersized, obviously, to Megan. Um, but each one of them kind of brought a unique little aspect to the game and um you know i think changing things up like that on her you know is something that that benefited us well coach a look at your upcoming schedule you've got a tough week next week westwood nagani gladstone iron mountain afterwards can pose some problems and then westwood again tell me about the upcoming schedule and how your team's going to get ready for it well i think we're going to find out who we are you know i think that's you know i, t- I talked to a lot of different media outlets and different people and you know it's the same thing you know we don't really know who you guys are yet and you know your record is good but you know you haven't played the westwood yet and you only played nagani once and so we're you know we're going to have a a three-game stretch here in four days uh and you're talking westwood nagani gladstone which is going to be quite the gauntlet maybe the the toughest gauntlet that you know any team is going to see in a week and uh we'll see what we're made of um but i like the way that we're playing right now um i like our our team chemistry is good i feel like all the girls kind of know their roles and are kind of fitting into what they need to do for us to be successful. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for the next, you know, couple of weeks. It's really going to um, determine and play out how, how we're going to fare in the districts. We're probably going to have to beat, you know, the Naganis and the Westwoods, if not both of them, you know, come district time. So it's going to be a good test for us. Um, I'm glad we got Westwood twice here coming down the stretch. I feel like, you know, if we get to that point in the tournament, um, that we'll know each other pretty good and, and you know, we'll give them our best, best shot. Those outside voices questioning whether you proved yourself or not, is that something your team blocks out, or is it motivation for you guys? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, really, Ultimately, you know, I think the girls understand it doesn't really matter um, what people think of us or, or you know, where we are in the rankings. I know that girls' basketball right now is um, pretty good across the board, um, so I really don't have any complaints about where people are. I just know that we have to play the teams that are on our schedule, and, you know, fortunately for us, we were able to, to win 11 of those 15 games. And, you know, you can't control who it is on our schedule and, and what their record is and who they beat or didn't beat. Um, we just go out there and play. But I also think the girls, you know, feel like, you know, that they maybe should get a little bit of recognition too. So I think it works as both. You know, we, we bring it up every so often in practice um, to kind of motivate and kind of drive us. And, you know, kind of what I use it as is, you know, yeah, we're beating the teams that we should beat. Now we got to go and kind of, kind of get a team that maybe, you know, people think is better than us or has a better record than us. And we're going to have obviously multiple chances here coming up with, you know, Westwood and Nagani. You know, we got Gladstone again and then Westwood again. So, 
we're going to have our chances to prove to people, you know, maybe that we belong or, you know, on the other side, maybe that we don't belong. Coach, how much attention do you pay to the MPR with the cutoff coming up this weekend? Uh, you know, you pay a lot, a lot of, you know, a decent amount of attention because you can, you know, you can figure out where you're going to be and probably who you're going to play based on the NPR. So it's something that I check after every kind of game. And, you know, you kind of check the other, um, teams in your district just to kind of see and figure out where you're going to kind of, kind of play out at. And, you know, right now I think most of us know that we're probably going to, you know, see Nagani, you know, first round of districts, which, you know, is it the greatest draw? No, but, you know, like I told you earlier in the interview, you know, you're, we're probably going to have to see those teams, you know, the, the better teams, you know, probably both of them or all three of them or, you know, however it breaks out. So, um, you know, I pay a little bit of attention to it. Um, I think it's good that the MHSA seeded it. I just don't think they did a, a great job of, of placing the, the seeds within the district tournament. Coach, lastly, tell me about the JV, the lower levels of your program, your Saturday morning group, what have you, how their years are going. Um, JV has got, I think, five wins on the year, which is uh, three more than they had last year. So, you know, we're, we're trending in the right direction. I think we're five and nine right now at the JV level, um, which we only had two wins last year. So it's, it's good to see them have a little bit of success. Would, would we like more success? Yeah, probably. Um, but at least we can tell that they're, they're proceeding in the right way. And then our Saturday morning, you know, just working on the fundamentals, working on dribbling, passing, shooting, because ultimately um, it doesn't matter what offense you run or what you do if, if you don't have girls that can put it on the deck and put it in the basket. So um, just kind of working on those things with our elementary kids, and we're trying to keep progressing with our uh, JV group. We know we're kind of behind right now with the JV group, and um, we're just trying to get better each and every day. And like I said, it's good that they're having a little more success this year than they did last year because, you know, a little bit of success can breed some confidence, and confidence is a big thing uh, moving forward. Ben Olson, head girls basketball coach at Gwynn, his team 11-4. and They get set for the gauntlet next week. Appreciate the time as always, Ben. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Yep, thank you for what you do, Tanner. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food, the room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Corner. Tanner Hoops with you. Let's end the show by giving you one last look at the upcoming schedule for tonight and into the weekend. On the boys' side of things, games this evening, Escanaba's home with Rapid River. Iron Mountain will visit Gwynn. Nagani will take on Ishpeming, that game at Ishpeming High School. Houghton is home against Hancock. West Iron County will visit Calumet. Dollar Bay entertains Ontonagon. Lots will visit Lake Linden Hubble. Chassel is home with Jeffers. Republic Michigami boys at Barriga. Ironwood will welcome Bayfield. Wakefield Marinesco travels across the border. They take on three lakes of Wisconsin. Carninado home with Stevenson. 
Munising is at Midpen. Forest Park at Superior Central. Engadine is home with Detour. Sheboygan will visit Newberry. Brimley home with Pickford. The Sioux will be at Rudyard. Cedarville is home with St. Ignace. Big Bay Dinock is at Mackinac Island. And Ojibwa Charter will visit Hannaville. Three games tomorrow around the UP with Marquette at home against Green Bay East. Mackinac Island will welcome Big Bay Dinock. And Ojibwa Charter will play at Hannaville. That's a look at the boys' schedule for this evening. How about in girls' hoops? Only four games around the UP tonight. Two tomorrow. We will have Marquette home against Kingsford. Bessemer will welcome Waters Meet at Mackinac Island. Host Big Bay Danak. Of course, we've got Westwood Manistique. Girl boy doubleheader tonight on ESPN UP. And then on Saturday, we've got Lake Linden Hubble at home against Ishpeming. Big Bay Danak will visit Mackinac Island. That's a look at the upcoming scoreboard and schedule for the weekend. I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to the ESPN UP Coaches Corner and ESPN UP WZAM Ishpeming Marquette.